You are now listening to the Who, What, How podcast hosted by Jared Wright. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Who, What, How podcast. This is Jared Wright, your host. I have the pleasure and honor of speaking to my brother, longtime brother now, Cass Thompson. Cass, how you doing today, man? Everything's all good, man. Glad to be here, Jared. I appreciate it. Who, What, How podcast. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I am pumped, man. I uh, I watched the recent podcast that you were on, so I'm like, okay. all right, man, is well-spoken. I got I to gotta make sure I'm coming with the right <laughs> questions. <laughs> right. I appreciate that, man. I, um, I just try to be, uh, you know, just in the right zone at all times. So, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Privilege. Um, I guess let's start off by qualifying you. Um, so kind of let's talk about what you've been doing and okay. how you got to what you've been doing. Okay. We could so, do that. We could so, definitely uh, do who, that. Who is, so, so what has Cass Thompson been up to? All right. So lately what I've been up to is running a, a marketing agency. So we are well-equipped and we specialize in helping small business owners and entrepreneurs, specifically solopreneurs. So that's coaches, consultants, uh, agents, you know, again, small business owners that don't have a full staff. We help them with their marketing. Uh, but again, I said specifically. So when I say specifically, that means we try to make sure that they're getting found online. So that's what we're doing now, but it didn't, um, it didn't start there. Um, I'd say about five years ago, I had a regular nine to five work for a telecom, telecom company as a, uh, regional sales manager, district manager, and I had a good time with that. I was laid off. Um, and then maybe four or five months later, I opened up a restaurant, did very well, stumbled a little bit, um, but opened my eyes up to entrepreneurial opportunities, uh, got to meet some great people, and later on opened up an event space. And during that process of having the restaurant and the event space, uh, I had a a few entrepreneurs asked me specifically about marketing and was given a lot of game away free, but I've noticed in myself that that became more enjoyable than operating the restaurant and the event space. Um, so what I decided to do was go uh, full, full on with the marketing agency for sure. So, and I don't, I, I don't know this. So you're no yeah. longer at all operating ownership so, with the restaurant. Yeah. So still the ownership. Yeah, but not but not operating at all. I haven't been to the restaurant in, in a while. And wow. um, I'm happy and proud. I say that with pride. It was definitely, yeah. you know, heartbreaking. But, you know, one thing I tell all business owners nowadays is, you know, once you're running a business, the goal is to do two things, to either be able to sell that business later on or to be able to operate that business outside of the business. So what we see right now as an opportunity is a lot of entrepreneurs running their business from inside of the business. And I could first handily tell you that that, you know, that will destroy you. Right. Um, so the goal is to try to find a way to multiply yourself, you know, hire the right people. Um, if you're not good at a certain element, you know, hire somebody to do that and then try to find a way to step back. Got it. Got yes, it. Yeah. I remember when you first opened the business up, like you yeah. lived, you lived yeah. at the business, like you oh, were absolutely. always there at the restaurant specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, I was like, man, he's like, yeah, he's, he's here every day. And I was like, yeah, what? every he's, day. Yeah. Seven days, day. seven days a week, you know, 12 hours a day, probably more than 12 uh, for, for a few years. So 
And oh. like, I, I want to kind of, I want to like pause there for a second because yeah, I want people it. to realize like, like people think that entrepreneurship or business ownership looks like I can spend a hundred dollars if you live in Georgia, get an LLC, make a, make a blog post and like work four hours a day and be making a hundred thousand dollars a year or $500,000 a year. So like, I kind of want to like sit there for a second and give people right. like the reality of what it is to be an entrepreneur and like how much work it is to yeah. kind of get things going. Yeah, um, so I, speak, speak more to that journey if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind at all. I could definitely talk to that. I think one of the biggest misconceptions right now is that there is such a thing as an overnight success. Uh -huh. And I could tell you right now what looks like it might appear to be overnight to some people means that it took, you know, five, 10, 15 years for the, the person that's actually doing it. Um, so if you're just starting now, I'm not saying that you cannot be successful, uh, but it's very important to measure what success looks like to you. So success might not mean $100,000 in the first year. And there's a, there's a small percentage of people that will be very successful because everything is just clicking, right? Um, but right now, it's, it's super competitive. Um, you have a lot of people selling the same things, right? So you have a saturated market and these are not bad things. It's just, again, it's, they're just things. And then you have a place where people can now access things more readily. So the internet, so you can just jump online. And if you know that you're searching for a particular thing, you can just say internet, I want this particular thing and I have it. Uh, but just to give you an example, uh, when we look at YouTube, you have somebody like a Mr. Beast, right? And Mr. Beast right now, you look at him like, all right, so he's getting a billion views. Like, I want to be a Mr. Beast. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize is Mr. Beast went seven years of posting videos daily with no views, right? So that took, that took 10 years to get to where he's at now. And seven of those 10 years, there's nothing going on. So it comes down to like, hey, knowing that, hey, nothing's going on but let me buckle down, let me get consistent, let me keep going, let me try different things. And because I believe in this thing so much, success will come. Yeah, yeah, success like will the, come. The patience and persistence of Absolutely. it all, like you gotta go, those two things combined, right? Like you gotta, you gotta be patient, let it, let it grow, right? but then also be consistent and persistent at the pursuit of it growing. Um, so yeah, I definitely just wanted to stop there for a second. Oh yeah, got, absolutely. We got people who are like, so let's define it, man. Like what, yeah, what is, what, what is entrepreneurship? I think for me, it comes down to one word. I love this question. Entrepreneurship, I think to many people have different definitions. For many people, entrepreneurship is different things. For me, now that I've been doing it for so long, it comes down to one root word and it's not money. It's definitely freedom. So entrepreneurship is the ability to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want to deal with. Where for me, even if you have a nine to five and you have some flexibility and you have a side gig and that side gig gives you freedom, happiness, whatever that looks like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, right? You started. Now, if you're further along and you could take trips and, you know, step away from the business, that again is freedom, right? So once you're starting to move away from a space where you can't move the way you want to move to moving a little bit more, you know, with some flexibility, that is true entrepreneurship. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, Excellent. Sir. Um, 
So, you know, I looked at your your website. I looked at some of the, obviously, some of the, a lot of things you've been yeah. posting lately, right? Right. And so, like, so what is entrepreneurship or entrepreneur development? Like, what is... Yeah, we could talk through that. Yep. Yeah, let's, let's, let's kind of sit through, like, what are some things that if I'm coming to you as an entrepreneur, you're like, right. these are some things that you need to develop or these are some uh, qualities that you need to develop so that you can kind of persevere through some of this stuff. Yeah, so uh, also a great question. When I look at entrepreneurship, um, you know, I think the end goal is freedom, like I said before, but there's definitely a path that needs to be taken to get to that freedom. And earlier we talked about the restaurant and knowing what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. So as I list these things out, if you're not strong in them, I think it's okay. Um, but it's going to lead to my first point, which is self-awareness, right? So self-awareness is just the ability to know what you're really good at, right? What comes great just naturally to you and what you're not good at. Um, and before I go to the second point, I'm going to give you an example. So when I started the restaurant, I knew for... You know, I knew right out the gate that I was good at sales and marketing because that's what I was doing previously. It came natural to me. I took extra training for it. And but I just love I just like getting in front of people talking and letting them know what I have to offer. And even if they give me some objection or pushback, I'm good at finding a way to overcome that objection. What I'm not good at is anything related to taxes, finance. Uh, admin, like I know that those are my weaknesses and I've had to learn the hard way and go through it. Um, but um, specifically knowing that all right, if you're weak in that area, you know, find somebody, if you can't, if you can't afford to hire somebody, that's fine, but you still need to find somebody to help you with those things. Um, and that could mean, you know, advisors, coaches, mentors, et cetera, but you need to find people around you or if they're even not around you, you know, search out for people that will help you with your weaknesses. So the first thing is just self-awareness. The second thing is being able to control your time. So the end goal is freedom, but you can't even get to freedom if you can't control the time that's given to you now, right? So even in your nine to five, making sure that you have characteristics of an entrepreneur. Uh, so even if it's not your business, acting like it's your business now. So when you're supposed to be there at nine o'clock, getting there at 915 is not a characteristic of an entrepreneur. Because when you own your own business, you can't be showing up late for your customers, right? So making sure that even if that is a weakness, making sure you're able to develop that, you know, showing up on time, staying late, going above and beyond, right? So those certain uh, characteristics of entrepreneurship, you know, come from just making sure that you're, you're owning, you know, that part of the business, you know, and, and when I say owning, specifically time, because um, time is one of those things like, you know, money you could spend and get back. Once you spend once you spend time, you can't get it back. It's gone forever, right? So just making sure you're able to control time and having people to control your mind. Then the last thing I'd say is just mindset. So mindset, uh, this word gets thrown around a lot, but in business, you're going to have hard days. You're going to have days where you want, you know, one sale or two sales and you get nothing. Nobody's responding. When they do respond, it's negative. You're getting rejected a lot. And the only way to overcome that is with like a powerful mindset. So if you're spiritual, if you're not spiritual, if you read books, if you don't read books, find a way to get to the right mindset. It could be in videos, you know, find a way to get there, but, you know, develop a strong, powerful mindset, the ability to know that, A, when things are bad, that it's okay, right? And it just, it just means being consistent, getting up the very next day, 
um, developing good habits, going forward again. So again, mindset. Cool. Yeah, mindset is you know it's, and I'm glad you hit on that because it's yeah. it's a. Uh, you said spirituality. I think like even like community, right? Like having yeah. some people around you that's like, yo, yo, cast man. Today's one of those days. You're slipping. Where you can like walk me back off the ledge and right. be like, nah, nah, you, you know, you forgetting maybe where you were when you started because you're paying attention to how far you got to go. Right. But um, having those people in your corner is like super, super important. Um, how do you think entrepreneurship affects the society? Um, I think entrepreneurship is the one thing that's fueling society, believe it or not. Um, and I'm going to keep this one short, but the reason I say that is since the beginning of time, you know, us as a human species, as a race, have had problems. And if you think about every single problem, every single problem that has been solved since the beginning of time was solved by entrepreneur. So entrepreneurs, the reason I will fund other entrepreneurs and the reason I love to help entrepreneurs, even if there's no money, I know that entrepreneurs are going to solve the world's problems. So uh, when it comes down to health and medicine, when it comes down to technology, all of the greatest innovations that you've experienced, even if they're not doing it for money, it took an entrepreneurial mindset to get to that invention. I knew you was going to smash that question. Yeah, man. I knew, I, I knew, I knew he was going to smash <laughs> yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, we do this yeah. every day, man. But it, it, it's true, though. Like, entrepreneurs are here. You know, some of them definitely are here here to make money. And I think that, you know, if you if you are passionate about something and you have a family to support, if you have a spouse to support, by all means, don't be scared to ask for money, right? Uh, but there are some entrepreneurs that, you know, beyond their need for money, they believe in their cause and their passion so much that they're willing to do it uh, with negative results, meaning that they're not getting money. Matter of fact, they're spending money. They could be in debt and they keep on going anyway because that is the, their core belief is that they're going to solve this problem. And when they solve it, the human race is going to be better for it. Hey, can you, do you, can you think of anyone right off the top of your head yeah. that like kind of pops out to you that's, yeah, that's maybe doing something like that? Yeah. Elon Musk. I mean, he, I think he's the most popular one, regardless of how you feel about him, right? Regardless of what he's doing on Twitter. Because I know, you know, when I say Elon Musk, he, he's a polarizing figure, especially in the past year or two. Like people, people love him, people hate him. So yeah. we're not here to talk about that. But when we talk about entrepreneurship, you know, he's he's identifying problems, whether it's the tunnels in L.A. with the boring company, whether it's fuel efficient cars with Tesla, whether it's finding a, a better way to get to outer space with Solar X. Um, I think he's done a fantastic, you know, fabulous job of just thinking ahead and, yeah. and thinking differently, too. So he's getting to uh, the root of the problem quicker and faster. And it seems as though he's developed a way to be more resourceful with that. So he's one that I appreciate as a current, as a current entrepreneur. So um, I think that Twitter is still on the table to see, see where that's going to go. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I do believe in his entrepreneurial spirit. But even if he fails, though, uh, I do believe that's part of being an entrepreneur, like trying and mm -hmm. failing. So yeah. just having the courage to put up that much money because of his belief, right, and going through it and seeing how far he could go um, it's still a good testament to entrepreneurship. Cool. I like that. And sure. I, you know, it's so crazy. Just speaking to Elon now, like, um, like if you would ask me like last year, I mean, it's still, it's still the same today. Like I felt like in one side of the, of his tunnel, 
he was like trying to save the earth by like right. taking cars and like making them electric and not, you know, polluting the earth. Right. But if I can't save the earth fast enough, I'm going to Mars. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, he, he has, he has a plan and then he has a plan for if that plan fails. Right. And right. that's what entrepreneurship is because right. he, he's a realist. So yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, what is the typical life of an entrepreneur? It's heartache, man. Heartache and heartbreak. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Rejection. There's nothing. There's nothing. If you are listening to this podcast and you want to be an entrepreneur, don't do it unless you really want to be an entrepreneur. Like, don't Ugh. do it unless you can really face, again, the heartache and the heartbreak. Um, with entrepreneurship, and any entrepreneur that's listening will will agree with me, there is so much hard work that has to go into it that a lot of people just fall off and stop doing it because they don't realize how hard it is. Um, again, it's a lot of sleepless nights, you know, waking up, thinking about things that other people are not thinking about. Um, how am I going to get my product to market? Is it the right product, right? Am I speaking about the product correctly? Am I pricing it correctly? My family and friends won't support me, but strangers won't support me as well, right? Do I, should I change? Do I duplicate? Do I do a buy one, get one free? Um, which we talked about before with pricing, but entrepreneurship is so difficult that um, the success rate is, is tiny because a lot of people drop off. They say, I think, I think the statistic is either 80 or 85% of small businesses that get registered. So not even small businesses, small businesses that get registered fail within the first year. Uh. So they don't even make it past 12 months. So if you're grinding and you're at year three, year four, year five, and it still seems like your your wheels are spinning, you're still in a good place because you're still better. You're still in the top 15% now, right? You're still better than the 85% from two, three years back. So um, yeah, that's the one thing I would say is like, it's, it's harder than a lot of people think. And it just, again, comes down to consistency, following through and making sure that you're able to face rejection and the heartache and heartbreak when it does come up. So how, how did you learn how to, how to deal with the rejection and the heartbreak and the heartaches um, as, as you were growing into your entrepreneur mode? Yeah, I have to give a lot of credit to actually my nine to five. And I think this is something that could be developed in the nine to five. Um, I'd say if you haven't taken a sales job quite yet as an entrepreneur and you're thinking about getting into entrepreneurship, take on a sales gig. And even if it's, again, part time. There are a lot of things that I credit my nine to five for in regards to just training. And I was able to take that training and apply it to, you know, real life situations. And I'd have to say that if I didn't go through sales, I wouldn't be able to face the rejection that I failed in the restaurant because people know what they want, right? So if you think that they should get something and they really don't want it and you're not ready to overcome the objections, you're going to get a hard no, right? And some people can't take hard nose. Like they just can't face rejection. Like rejection, I think since birth, like, you know, as a guy, we are taught that, you know, rejection from a female is, is rough, right? As we get older, we, we learn that, Hey, that's just part of the game. The right. more, the more nose you get, you'll eventually get to a yes. <laughs> right. So, the, so the same <laughs> thing applies in business and people learn that at a later time, sometimes too late, uh, where if they're tr finally learning rejection in their forties, it's, it's going to be rough for them to get through that. And some people get paralyzed 
by the fear of rejection because they're like, hey, man, I got this project product. It's hot, but I'm scared to post it online. I'm scared to, you know, go to this pop up shop because people people are not going to like my stuff, man. I'm just going to get rejected. Yeah, I'm like that's great. Like, you know, the more people that reject you, the quicker you will learn how to modify your product, how to modify your sales offering, how to modify your price. That way it has that perfect market fit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, rejection is actually information. It is data. Like it's, it's data. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah and, it's, and you can't you can't improve on the data if you don't get the data from the rejection. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna shift now into yeah, still- you know some of the other stuff that you are focusing on. So like personal branding. Yep. Yep. So what is personal branding? Yeah. Let's talk through it. Um. So one of the things that we decided to do when we opened up the marketing agency in the very beginning. Uh, we were really focused on the small business. So a small business could be, you know, one to five, maybe one to 10 employees um, to see if we could help them with social media. Then along came this thing called COVID, right? And yeah. that that shifted a lot of things, right? But specifically in, in our market, we found that what was created was the solopreneur. So solopreneurs were around for a long time, but People being forced to now work at home to do nine to fives, get behind a laptop, that was becoming more frequent. Uh, but what didn't change was the fact that they still didn't have a team of people to support them. So then once we started getting some rejection, right, we started getting some data, yeah. we learned that, you know, the biggest problem that they had was pers- like just the personal branding. And I'm going to get to what personal branding is, but if somebody, if you have something to sell, and let's talk about Elon Musk for 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 a for, for a minute. Right, yep. So the the one of the products that he has to sell is Tesla, but a lot of people aren't buying Tesla because it's Tesla. A lot of people are buying Tesla because it's Elon Musk. So personal branding is the support you get from the actual marketplace for you as a person because I like the way you dress, I like the way you look, I like the things you speak about. I like the religion that you have, right? I like the type of music you listen to. And everybody's different. And the marketplace is so crowded right now that even if you're a real estate agent, there might be, you know, there might be 10,000 real estate agents in Atlanta. Let's take Atlanta, for example. And I don't know what the number is, but let's use 10,000. And I could be going with John, you know, John, Bob, Sally, Mike, whatever. There's tons of them. But you know what? Mike listens to hip hop. He's Christian. He's married. He has two kids. I have two kids. Like he, Mike is like me. <laughs> like I want to, I want to deal with Mike because Mike relates to me. So that is personal branding. What people are saying behind your back, positive or negative, that is pop, that is personal branding. So what people are feeling, uh, the type of emotions that uh, you give off to people when, when you're not even around, that is personal branding. Uh, but ultimately it's your reputation. You know, what people are really saying, what people are talking about, how people are acting up around you and about you, even when they're not around you, um, to the point that, hey, I trust him so much that I'm going to buy something from him because I was looking for this thing anyway, but I yeah. love his personal brand and I want to be, I want to be just like Jared, man. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get that mic. I'm going to get that headset. I'm going to get that chair and that's personal branding. So there's a way we've discovered a way to be able to, you know, build develop and then market a personal brand to sell anything because ultimately it's not even the thing it's the person that they're buying from 
So in the, in the polarizing society that we live in today, are we more careful about the things that we say for, when it comes to personal branding than we've ever been in the past before? All right, so unfo- unfortunately not. Okay. Unfortunately not. We're not, we're not as careful as we should be. And I think, and this is just not a, a power play on our own agency. You can go to any agency that specializes in branding and ultimately the percentage is still real low on the amount of people that focus on personal branding, you know, compared to people that just put, you know, a bigger brand out there. So let me give you an example. So if I opened up, um, you know, if I'm selling jewelry right now, we're still seeing that people are naturally wanting to put up a logo of the name of the company they built and be faceless versus it's me, Kaz. I sell jewelry. I'm going on live on Facebook at nine o'clock tonight. Come through. I got products on sale. Like there's less of you, you pushing yourself and the fact that you sell jewelry versus that I'm going to create a whole brand, put a logo behind it, and then push it out there and hope people buy from the logo. So unfortunately people, I don't, I don't, I don't believe, and the data has shown me that people have really grasped personal branding the way it should be. Now, for the people that are in it, it might look and appear that way that, hey, people are really you know, going hard with their personal brand. Yeah. And that's because you're identifying more with other people that have personal brands. Got you. Yep. Okay. Yep. Got you. So um, during COVID, did you see an increase in personal brand clients um, or, or did you start to transition maybe solopreneur Hey, I need help with like my marketing and being like, hey, you need help with your marketing, but yeah. you, what you really need is you really need to start developing your personal yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, I think, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I think COVID for sure helped that situation and helped people realize. So there's two things that happened around the same exact thing. Um, and the thing that we're going to talk about is what we're doing right now. So just being virtual alone. So two things happened. One from the customer's perspective, the customer was now more comfortable buying things online because they were forced to be at home, to start using the computer, to start trusting the process of ordering online, to start trusting the process of the virtual shop, right? They didn't, they didn't trust that as much pre-COVID, right? So from the customer's perspective, the customer developed more trust in the overall um, you know, the overall platforms, right? How they worked. And then we looked at the entrepreneur too, the entrepreneur that was used to kind of going out and being face-to-face with the handshakes. They were forced. You know, I have a lot of people right now, like even my parents, my, my mother is on iPhone now, like clicking and clacking away, like in, in a way that I've never seen before because I think the, like society has forced people to embrace the technology of going virtual, doing more lives, putting their face out there, um, jumping on Skype or Zoom or, uh, you know, Riverside, Google Meet, right? They're doing virtual interviews. There are less, there are less people in suits with face-to-face interviews. So this interaction that we have through the screen is becoming more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, more for mainstream. sure. For sure. Um, who are some people you think that are doing a good job with personal branding? That's that's a great question. Um, so I know earlier we spoke about 
uh, a polarizing figure, Elon Musk. Yeah. I'm going to bring up another polarizing figure and it might turn some people off, but I just want you to listen for a little bit. Um, again, not picking sides, regardless of how you feel about him. I think that Donald Trump has done a fantastic job with personal branding. And the reason I say that is he has. Oh, you, about, you about to hurt some feelings. Yeah, I'm going to hurt some feelings. I want to hurt some feelings. Right. Yeah, people yeah. are like, yeah. 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 On one so, side, yeah, they're yeah. like, whoa. What? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. This is, we're about to get some streams tonight. Yeah, right, so, man. what's happening is, again, we're not talking about politics. So, I don't care if you're a Democrat, crap, or Republican. I'm not talking about his policy or anything like that. We're only talking about personal branding. Donald Trump has done a fantastic job of ticking people off, making people think, making people tune in. If you love him or hate him, you know, when he was in office, people were tuning in. If you thought he was crazy, you couldn't wait to hear what he was going to say crazy next. It didn't have anything to do, do with the White House or politics. It had to do with the man. Like, what is he? What is he? Where is he going? What is he going to say? What is he going to do? What is he going to wear? Right. Whose car is he going to get in? Who's, who is he going to tick off next, right? Um, or who is he going to inspire next, right? So we have you know, two groups of people in the United States, and those, those two groups were heavily influenced by one person. So you have people that wanted to follow everything that he said, and you had people that were just angry about everything that he said. But that's called influence. Either way, you're controlling... <laughs> The whole entire nation, right? So when you look at personal branding, it's the ability to invoke emotion, right? So when you talk about emotion, it could be sadness, it could be fear, it could be terror, it could be happiness, it could be joy, it could be sympathy, right? So, you know, he did a fantastic job of making you think and feel a certain way every single time you heard his name. And and the truth is, you have the power to do that too. So if you're listening and you're trying to develop your personal brand, you know, think about what you have to do to invoke emotion to get your customers to buy. You know, what do you have to do to motivate them or demotivate them, right? So either yeah. way, you want to keep your name in their mouth to have it be stained in their brain that the next time they see you, they they know that you represent XYZ products. And that's personal branding. Got you. And I guess like... If I'm coming in right now and I'm saying, "Hey, this is this is free game, y'all." It's it's actually free game yeah. written on my artwork. Oh, nice! So this is this is free, free game. game for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> How does what is like one of the first things that you say to a client that's coming in? Hey, Cass, uh, really interested in like trying to improve and develop my personal brand. Right. Um, is there is there a roadmap? Essentially, that you've kind of like laid out and says this is a really great way to kind of approach this. You ain't got to give me the whole, yeah. you ain't got to give me the whole I'll GPS the whole right. instruction, but <laughs> yeah. just give me like maybe the first two or three steps yeah, yeah, that yeah. you kind of like guide people in and how, yeah. to, how, how to improve. We could definitely do that. And I don't even mind giving out the free, free roadmap. We uh, give it out you know, for free every Thursday night live. And at the end of the podcast, stick around. I'll, I'll share the link with you. Uh, but what we do is we will teach anybody and everybody. O earlier on, we talked about wanting to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. And the goal is, you know, I believe that entrepreneurs will change the world. And then people ask me, well, how do you get paid? And I tell people every single time we give out the free game, there's going to be somebody that either wants more time or more attention, or they want us to help them implement it. So don't worry about me. I want you to take the, the steps. If you could implement them yourself, that's 
That's perfect. Tell me how you did. And we'll still use it as a testimonial. But what we do is the very first thing we do or the very first question we ask is, what is your process right now? What is your process right now for attracting clients? So you have this thing that you want to sell and you're trying to sell it through your personal brand or you don't know how to sell it at all. You know, walk us through like how you're doing it. And once they either fumble or they're able to articulate the process, we'll be able to tell them what they're doing wrong or what they need to do, right? Either way, right or wrong, we'll tell them what we've done in the past to get clients or to get our customers more clients, right? To get our clients more clients, right? Um, and the thing that we do is, the first question we ask after, after that is, if a potential customer went to your site and they were interested and they Googled your name, What's the first thing that would pop up when they Googled your name? What would they see? Those results, what, what would that say about you? Would you buy from you based on what the results were, right? And typically, right. they'll start scratching their heads. Be like, you know what? Nah, I want it. And it's because they haven't mastered the craft of engineering their personal brand across social media. So what we do is we will help you turn your social media into a branding machine where every, every time they Google Bob Smith or Tom Jones, regardless of where they live, the right information will come up. So everybody has skeletons in their closet. Everyone has made mistakes. It's okay, right? But our job is to make sure that, you know, the cleanest track record of you selling the thing that you're selling will pop up every time. And the way we do it, nothing's off the table. I'm going to tell you all the secrets. The way we do it currently is through video. So, um, now, we've specialized in finding techniques on YouTube. Uh, right now, vertical video is very popular. So that's Instagram Reels, that's TikTok, uh, that's Facebook Reels, Snapchat, that's YouTube Shorts. Uh, we'll take and engineer videos in a way where people will grasp on to your knowledge. Uh, we use marketing tools like having customers learn the like, know, and trust method. So they have to like you, know you, and trust you before they purchase anything from you. We teach clients and customers how to portray and create and develop social proof. So if you've done this one thing before and you've got fantastic results, so that's a keyword results. Uh, let's have a cu couple of customers talk through how they feel about working with you. That way, new customers can see that, hey, you know what? Emily worked with Jared. Philip worked with Jared, right? Billy worked with Jared. They all look like me. They had the same problems as me and they're getting good results. He has this great offer. The pricing is good. Every time I Google him, I see nothing but positivity, rave reviews and him talking about his thing in an intelligent way. He has authority. There's now no reason to buy. There's no reason to buy at all. So that's, that's our system. We do it through video. Our goal is to make sure that, you know, your reputation is tight and that when people do speak about you, they're speaking in a good light. And every time they're speaking about you, they're speaking about this one thing. When people talk to me now, it's typically all social media. Kaz has helped. He's coached me. They talk about entrepreneurship. So if they're using the same buzzwords over and over again, all you have to do now is create a product around that. So sometimes people are just struggling. I don't know what to sell. Like, what are people talking about right now? When they see you, what do they think about? Do they think about drones? Do they think about hip hop? Right? Do they think about audio equipment? Whatever it is that they're thinking about, just go heavy on that, just 10X that, and then sell that as a product. You know, so we'll help um, lots of our clientele develop 
digital products as well. So that could be eBooks, courses, consultation, coaching packages, and we help them to sell or monetize their personal brand. I love it. I love it. That is free game for y'all. Let me give free him game. a round of applause to the free game. Uh, that that right there was great. <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so now, for the namesake of the podcast, we're going to get into the last three questions that I have for sure, you. Sure, The who question. Yeah. So who are you? Who is Cass Thompson? Yeah, Cass Thompson is an entrepreneur that wants to see entrepreneurs do well. He's married. He has four beautiful kids. Uh, three beautiful stepkids, so they're they're mine by nature too. So I should actually I, I should just say seven kids totally, right? Um, yeah. I love hip hop. I like eating food. As you can see, I'm putting on a little weight. I see, right? man. Yeah, I'm putting on a little <laughs> weight, but I'm still in the gym. Um, and ultimately, like I could really be on a laptop if I have a laptop and some Wi-Fi. I'm constantly again learning. Um, I'm constantly trying to develop. I read a lot, and I just want to be a better man. So anything that I could do. Uh, to be better and to help other people be better is a win-win. Excellent, man. Um, by what question? Yeah. So what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, exactly what I just said in the first question, which is I want to be remembered for helping as many people as possible. So if I could put smiles on people's faces, if I could uh, enlighten them, if I could make them better in their own life, I think that I've done my job as a human, right? So... Uh, Every now and again, I'll talk to some of the people I worked with at the at the old job, and they'll come back and tell me stories like, "Hey, I know you was hard on me. You know, now I'm in this place where, like, I wish you, I wish other people was as hard on me earlier, because I've been able to grow from what you've taught me. Um, you never missed a beat. You was always real. You kept it 100% transparent with me. Uh, you told me the good and the bad. And when I hear stories like that, not for ego, but it tells me that I'm doing a good job and I feel good that I was able to impact other people in a positive light. So I've been in negative places and I don't want to ever go back there. Yeah. So, you know, we've all, again, like I said earlier, have skeletons in our closet. The goal is to just spread more peace than, than like evil, right? So do more good than bad. That's the equation. Yes, sir. That's the equation. And I guess, um, and then the how question is how, how do you plan on continuing to execute on yeah. a legacy. And yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, I think right now, the greatest thing for me, like I said in the previous question, is I, I love my Wi-Fi. As long as I'm able to touch people, I don't have a fear. I used to have a fear of like reaching out more. Um, even when we talk about this podcast, even tonight when you're like, hey, Kaz, I got some pre-questions. I'm like, nah, just let them roll. Like I have no problem talking about what we do on a regular basis because of that conviction. We're very passionate about what we do. And um, I want to make sure that, again, I'm impacting as many entrepreneurs as possible. And and that's that's a goal. I just want to keep on. What is driving that passion? Like, 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 because I, I, I hear it. I feel yeah, it. Through. You feel it? Uh, and we, we talking, you know, obviously I've known you for years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what is, what is driving that passion? Because I, I will say that, like, you know, we first got to, we first, like, met. I felt like you've always been a leader. Right. Um but I don't know if you've always had this same passion I think for I'm, what it was yeah, that you're doing. I think, I, I think I'm more passionate now. When we first met, I think it was on the cusp of me leaving corporate and I was trying out, literally trying out the entrepreneur gig in the brick and mortar restaurant. Um, I was happy, but I think I'm happy. I don't think I know I'm happier now because I'm leaving more of an impact and I'm, I'm getting the results 
through my clients that's making me happy. And it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like I'm living through younger versions of myself. So I will work, I'll work with anybody any age, but when I see like a 20-year-old me that really wants to be an entrepreneur, they just need the steps, I think back to myself. I'm like, man, my father has been giving me this game, but I didn't execute it fast enough, right? I didn't execute it in the right way. I wasn't serious. I was thinking about girls or money. I just wasn't focused. So even though I'm a little older now, and I, I totally understand why the average CEO is like 60, 65 years old. Because as you get older, your brain develops in a way where you're able to avoid certain mistakes and you're really able to dial in on what's really driving you. And for me, that's, again, what makes me passionate. And right now, it's, it's helping as many people as possible. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche. But um, again, I'm living vicariously through the people I help. So if if I help you and you get five clients, it feels like I got five clients. I feel good because I know that the process works. So yeah, yeah, yeah. those results are really uh, exciting for me. Um, this is all. This is, I'm done with the question. Yeah, you're good, man. Let's kick it. Down. So Let's like how it. how how is the the season that you're in now changed or impacted like the the, the closest five people, or I guess in your case, closest eight people around you, um, your wife, your seven children. Like how. Are they are they is are they experiencing you differently yeah. because you're happier now or because things yeah. are more passionate in the yeah. place of your your profession? Right. Now that's a great question. I'd say yes. I don't shy away from this question, but I always reflect on um how I've grown or what's different now versus yeah. you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years ago. And for me, I I care less about how other people feel about me, which is sometimes hard for people to digest but once you start once you start to stop caring you think about you know your clothes has to be clean but you're not thinking about what other people think about your clothes right i used to spend like tons of money on sneakers and stuff like that i'm still a jordan sneakerhead yeah but i don't care anymore how you feel about me i know like what my purpose is and because i know that it has enabled me to communicate in a different way so for me i think that Right now, I'm the best at my own communication, better than I've ever been. So I'm only I'm only measuring up to myself. I'm not looking at uh, I'm not looking at Obama. He's a great communicator, and I don't say that I want to be him. I want to be me, but better than five years ago. I want to be right. me, but better than yesterday. So I'd have to say if I talk to you know my, you know my seven kids and my spouse, and even if I spoke to you know ex girlfriends or ex-friends or people that knew me in my past life, they'd probably say that Cass is different because he's a different communicator. Um, I didn't always share my feelings. I wasn't always this transparent when it came to personal things. I was always yeah. this transparent when it came to business, but now I'm willing to share, like, again, you know, how my day's going, um, any kind of arguments that I've had with my wife or problems, right, the good and the bad. I'm, I'm here to tell you that I wasn't always a great father, right? I was terrible. Like I was grinding so much that I was missing football games. But because of that realization, I'm so in tune to my kids right now that like it's wonderful. I feel good. They feel good. They could come to me about anything because they trust me more. Um, and I'd have to say it's, it's definitely the communication. I've become a better communicator, more transparent. Um, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I just let it all hang out. Man. So, and here's the thing too. When you're becoming a better communicator, when you don't know, you just don't know. So even when I'm talking to clients and they're like, hey, how do you do this? I'm like, you know what? 
Never heard of that before. I don't know. And you know what that does? That just builds more trust. People are like, whoa, he's not trying to be something he's not. He's not trying to be perfect, right? Um, yeah. So even if I don't know, I'll figure it out. There's YouTube, there's books, there's mentors. I'm going to figure it out for you. But right now, I don't have the answer to that. And people, people love that. People yeah. love that. Yep. Um, Bro, you smoked. Yeah. First off, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate I, you, I, man. I appreciate this entire yeah. entire conversation. Um, before you leave, give me one song recommendation. One song recommendation? Ah, this is a tough one because you already know. Uh, I love hip hop, so I'm gonna keep it. Yep. I'm gonna keep it very hip hop. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go common. Cause I'm a Ooh. I'm a I'm a backpack. I'm gonna go old school. Ooh, okay. It's got to be more than ten years old. I'm gonna go common, and I'm gonna go her. And the reason I picked that song is it's still an old school song. It went mainstream, yeah, but it's still relevant today. Believe it or not. So if you go back and and, and pull it up out of the archives and you think and listen to music today, her still applies. So common her. That's my one song. Cool, cool. And I and before you leave, man. Tell us what you're doing for the rest of the day because yeah. you mentioned it before and where we can find you, yeah. drop you, <laughs> all, all, your, all your stuff, man. Yeah, no worries, man. So um, I'm doing an emergency setup right now. If you can see behind me, um, I was supposed to be in my office, but I'm actually at my daughter's house. She lives in uh, Midtown Atlanta. I'm not going to put out the address because I know there's a lot of crazy people out there. Crazy folks. Crazy. Crazy. It's insane. And she's making a lasagna. So as soon as I jump off this, <laughs> this podcast, she has wine and lasagna Wife's in the living room. She's out there cooking. Uh, I'd say by now, everything should be done. I'm going to tear it up. Um, if you want to find me, though, uh, my name is Cass Thompson. It's Cass Thompson everywhere. I wouldn't be a branding expert if my own name wasn't available. So C-A-S, last name Thompson, you can find me. If you're thinking about getting free tips, we go live every Thursday night. Brandmarketinguniversity.com. Go there. I'll send you the link. And if you want to learn how to make money online using your personal brand, I will show you brandmarketinguniversity.com cool man i appreciate this man appreciate you jared nothing but love for you always, always man. man love you too bro yeah yeah man um i'm gonna try to get this out uh tomorrow yeah <laughs> fingers crossed but, man. uh i had a good time yeah man but uh but god bless you god bless your family yeah. um and let's continue to stay connected yeah yeah man we gotta we definitely gotta kick it we gotta get the drones out you still got your drone Nah, I crashed no, mine. Yeah, I crashed mine in St. Croix <laughs> last year and never replaced it, but we still got to get out. Go out yeah, and we have got to get a couple of strawberry lemonades. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. There you go. Um, for the people that are listening, man, this is Cass Thompson, the Who, What, How podcast. Thank you for your ear for this 45 or 47 minute session. Yep. Peace and love to y'all. Be safe. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Who, What, How podcast. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and share it with a friend. And we'll see you next time. Peace. And one love.